Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is the weekly Star Wars podcast brought to you from somewhere not so far or far away. In a galaxy, more likely the kind of smack bang middle of the United Kingdom, really. Kind of in the middle-ish, I guess. I say weekly. We're normally weekly. We've been away for a couple of weeks, though. So welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, Spark Rebellion listener. And to my co-host, I'll bring him on in a sec. But I thought I was going to come back to a ton of Star Wars news. I thought it was going to be hectic. We've been away for a couple of weeks. Normally what happens with Star Wars is we just go nuts, as you know. Had a look at the last couple of days. Really quiet. Really quiet. I think the biggest thing that we've got is some uh, some dates released for some upcoming films. So we'll go through that in a second. So the first part of the episode is going to be all about movies and TV stuff coming up. So the, the new films, the Ahsoka stuff, uh, and a couple of tidbits on... Um, on uh, some Dave Filoni stuff, and then we've got some gaming news, there was some really cool Star Wars gaming stuff that was released as part of Ubisoft Forward the other day, very cool, and then we'll finish up with a comedic little thing that, yeah, should have been left in, shouldn't have been PC or not, who knows. Anyway, my name's Gary, I am one of your hosts, and this is episode 189, welcome back, and I'm going to bring on my co-host, it's the guy... That's looking very well at the minute. That's what happens when you go away and have some R&R and you chill out. It's all good. It's my co-host, Mr. Mark Asquith. You're looking well, buddy. Very well. Been away, haven't I? That's how it goes. Been on the old honeys and uh, yeah, got a tan. I tan easily. I'm a tanner. You've got that nice olive skin. Mm, yeah. yeah. Are you one of those people that don't need too much in the way of sunblock? You just chill out. It's all good. Or do you burn? No, I don't really burn. Well, I burn a little bit if I go nuts with it, but I uh, always, you know, use protection, carry a knife with me, especially in Greece. All times. Yep. Yeah. Use, use yep. protection. No, I uh, I do. So, but it's, it's all about the longevity of the tan. Hmm. It's not about the protection. It's all about longevity of the tan. Gradual tanning equals gradual fading equals longevity. Get home. The women are like, you look tanned. Week after, women are like, you look tanned. Week after, women are like, you look tanned. Week after. When did you go away? Why? You look pale. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rinse and repeat, essentially. Yeah. Maintain that. So yeah, start with factor 50, segue gradually down to a factor 15 on the last day, chuck a couple of hours out over a beer, getting a bit burnt without the old sun cream. That is the plan. And yeah, it works. It works. Proof's in the pudding, isn't it? And I am the pudding. Nice. Yeah. Do you reckon I have to do that on Tatooine? Because that's a, that's a hot... Do you remember in... Um, the Book of Boba Fett. He was not, he did not have sunblock, did he? In that first episode, he did not look good when he's being dragged across the desert by the sand people. No sunblock. That's typically what I look like after a holiday. Yeah, and I think the thing to worry about with this one is that there's two suns as well. You know, like you know, if you're a truck driver, imagine you know you always get the right hand tanned. Uh, yeah. Imagine on Tatooine, one's the other side, one's the you know, one's one side, one's the other side, but one's not as bright as the other. So you've got to keep <laughs> rotating as you're that's walking. Fair. No one gets shit tan. Oh, uh, that's very like true. Like a drumstick yeah. lolly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is why it's important to plan these things. So if you're going to visit mm. Tatooine anytime soon, as well as Greece or anywhere else, get your sunblocks in order. Fifty, and then yeah. come down. Otherwise, the Otherwise, you'll look yeah, at Tatooine. Yeah. 
Yeah. So to- <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Listener, we're recording this in the morning and he's already firing. I like it. Twatterine. Boom. Boom. Headshot. So let's crack on with some news then. This is what we like. We haven't seen each other or recording in a couple of weeks, but no, the catch up is just stay. So no, no. All good. Yeah. That's because it wasn't vicious. And the first bit of news is ah, dates for Star Wars things. We've been around this. We've played this this uh, this record a few times, haven't we? And it's always getting stuck and scratched. Always. So we have this thing where Disney will say, yo, listen up. Yeah. We've got these films coming out. They're going to be amazing. And they're going to land on this date. So mark your calendars. It's coming. Inevitably, weeks months later we get an update to say yeah that thing we told you about ignore that um we we deem it to be unimportant or we just you know we just guess the date and uh, it's a guesstimate and it's going to change recently they kind of got their ducks in a row they were like okay we're not going to do the whole here's 20 films and they're going to come out year after year or every other year we're just going to trim this down a bit we're going to be sensible we're going to have three films which we spoke about, I think, on the last episode we did. We're going to have three films. And it's going to be the new Ray film, the new Jedi Order film. We're going to have Dave Filoni's film, the multiverse stuff, bringing together all the Disney Plus TV stuff. And we're going to have, um, we're going to have the other guy, uh, Watiti, doing his thing. That's coming as well. All good. Sensible. Now we've got another update. This is like part two to their announcement where it's like, yeah, they're still happening. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's all happening, but you're going to have to wait a long time. So the first film, which we don't know which one yet, is not coming until the 22nd of May, 2026. And then the second film in the slate is December 18th. So a Christmas film, same year, 2026. The film after that one, after those ones, is not going to hit until Christmas the following year. So the 17th of December, 2027 so dude we're gonna have to wait a while for new star wars films are you getting to the point now where it's like if (laughs) we'll just see them when we see them i'm not bothered anymore because i am a little bit (laughs) well it's it's there's two things with this one there's the um uh there's the the shift from that 2025 at least 2025 to 2026 which when this Jedi Order, the, the 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 new Jedi Order movie was announced, you and me said that's a bit tight, is that? And we, you know, we we, we did mention that, and it is. It's, it, it was it was a little bit tight, especially if you know. Well, we'd assumed that they were further down the production or pre-production path than they were letting on because of that, and it sounds like they're probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is cool, you know. Whatever, if that's the if that's the jam, that's the jam. Um, so I'm, I like part of me is a little bit grateful that. Maybe they'll take the time over it and not rush it out like they did uh, some of the sequel stuff, certainly the last one. But the the other one is like, this is just the same pattern now, isn't it? It's like, we're going to do you two movies and then we're going to do one the year after. We're like, oh, where have we heard that before? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you two. And then another one. If I- <laughs> See, if you give you another one if you need it, yeah? But it's it's like, where, we heard this. In fact, we've heard it like two or three times now. Um and I get that they've got to build anticipation, but why not? I don't know the movie business, but why not just hold the dates like you see studios doing all the time and just not say anything? Mm. Like, just say 
the new Jedi film is coming around this date. So like, I don't know, Christmas 20, 27, 25, 26, whatever, whatever it is, 26. And just leave it at that and just say, right, there's other Star Wars film that we've got penciled in. And let people infer from the dates rather than announcing it because you just look a twat when it moves. That's you know, true. we've seen yeah. it with the, the Patty Jenkins movie. We've seen the Ryan Johnson stuff get announced. We saw all that stuff years ago after The Force Awakens. Um, and it's just, I don't, I can't, I can't think of any other studio that does this with a property. I know Marvel stuff shifts, but not like Star Wars has shifted. You know, Marvel's been shifted around recently as well. I think they're reeling from the Jonathan Majors challenges. I think they're reeling from the lackluster Phase 4 reception and even some of the Phase 5 stuff. Um, and, 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 but it's not moved to the degree and with the frequency that Star Wars has moved. That's true. So it's just, yeah. it's just like give up, you know, just give up, just focus on, you know, focus on, on, on doing the right thing well. Um, cause I think there's a, there's a little bit of fatigue from people like us and, you know, we're not like the YouTubers that would go out and say, Kathleen Kennedy is getting fired because of delays. Like there's none of that shit, but the, there's a little bit of fatigue where, like you said, it's just, well, we'll see it when we see it. Like, I'm not excited. You know, yeah. it's, it's, I'll be excited when I see the trailer and the date's firm. That's when I'll be excited. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It just becomes a little bit of a, um, uh, what's the saying? The boy who cried wolf with these things now where it's like, I can understand them saying, yep, we're going to put a Christmas release out. Like you said, just do that. It's going to come Christmas at some point. Because I think they did that with The Force Awakens. Pretty sure, like, when that very, very first teaser, dro uh, teaser dropped, it just said Christmas, whatever year it was. But for them to put a hard date on it, December 18th, and then even 2027, like, so it's fair to say that the um, the big Christmas release is likely to be the the new Jedi Order film rather than the Dave Filoni one. It feels like the Filoni film, the TV verse stuff. That's probably going to be the May twenty second uh, release, uh, and then Ray's film is going to be the bigger, arguably the the bigger one uh, at Christmas. So can we say then that those dates are going to change? Probably. And I don't even know what's happening with the Watito one because every time he gets interviewed about it, he's really wishy washy with the. It's not like he hasn't got um. We're expecting him to give us like a, a final draft, like everything's done. We're just waiting on Kathleen to pull her finger out and put a date on it. He's even said it's just like, yeah, I've got a good idea for it, but <laughs> I've got nothing else other than that. So he's like, it's the middle bit of the film. He's like, the middle part is like, what's going to happen here? He says, you look at all the other, this is from him, I'm quoting him, he says, you look at all those films that are so great. And you're like, well, I, got, I guess I can't just meet a smuggler with an alien sidekick. And he's right, you know, you can't just keep going down the same road of like the cute you know droid funny sidekick with a with a smuggler i guess but we'll come on to some gaming news about that but yeah it's 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 weird dude so there you there there's your slate from disney from lucasfilm about your upcoming films but just take it with a, a wee pinch of salt the only positive to this which mark mentioned is that um at least they're taking some time to actually do it properly instead of like yeah we're going to do here's here's a new idea that we had yesterday morning and it's going to go out next year. So mm -hmm. instead of them doing that, you know, a little bit of time. So all good on that front. Yeah. Another couple of bits on that. I think you're right mm. about the Taika one. Like if, if, if one of those is indeed the Taika Waititi one and he's still in the stage where he's like, 
yeah, struggling to get this together, got some ideas. Um, I'm glad that that's not coming till 2027, if that's when it is coming, or 2026, because even, even, even at this stage, to get a script done, pre-production, casting, costume design, sets, location, post-production, editing, VFX, music, marketing release, you know, even if that started today, I still think that 2026 would be pretty tight for them, especially if, if it's that mid-2026 one, um, yeah. which I'm sure it's not. Um, the other thing as well, which is not related to this article, but um, came while, we're, while we were off, um, did, did you see that kind of news that, or the, the rumour that Hamill and Hayden Christensen were both back as Force Ghosts in this new Jedi film? Yes, yeah. Wow, sounds mint. Sounds very cool, yeah. Sounds like someone's just gone. You know all the stuff that they wanted in Rise of Skywalker that we didn't do, yeah? Fucking do that. Yeah, I knew that was coming, mate. <laughs> yeah, all the cool stuff that would have made that film, you know, salvageable and awesome. Probably should do that, shouldn't we? Because like pretty much every Star Wars fan has said unanimously, that'd be badass. Oh, should we look at right, that? Yeah. yeah, probably should. Well, that's what the, so the funny thing about it as well, remember the Rise of Skywalker coming out, which was, you know, the big kind of prep was, it's got to tie together three trilogies, but also be the, the end of a trilogy and be the end of three trilogies, the Skywalker saga. Barely mm -hmm. a fucking Skywalker in sight. <laughs> you know? so, <laughs> they're like buses, mate. Yeah, they really are. And then they're like, yeah, we're not doing anything with the Skywalkers anymore. Year later. <laughs> End of the Mandalorian, you're like, is that Luke? Yeah. Probably oh, wait a minute, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is that Anakin? <laughs> yeah. Ahsoka series, is that Anakin? Yeah, it might be. You know this new <laughs> film, what you're doing? Do you think you might put some Skywalkers in? Might. It's not about them though, is it? Just got them in it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Something's gone on on it where they've just gone fucking hell. This is a cash cow. We've got to milk the Skywalkers. Yeah, and I think um, I think narratively as well across the entire the entire thing, the whole canon. I think they've just realised there's just there's more legs, there's more stuff to do with some of the Skywalkers. It's not a case of yeah. cut and dry, like oh this, that's done now. You're never going to see a Skywalker in another film or TV show. It's like nah, probably shouldn't have, probably should not have just wiped them off the board as quickly as we did and closed it all off. No, exactly. I'd stuff, be willing to know. bet at least 17 pound that the Mr. Adam driver is going to be back as a force ghost or in some way as well in that movie. There's no way on earth that the, the kid of Leia nephew of Luke and the grandson of Anakin doesn't learn to be a force ghost. I will bet, I will bet 17 pound 50 on that. You put point fifty on that as well. Okay. Okay. £17.50 it is. Yeah, I yeah, would be willing to bet. Do you know what, mate? I think Adam Driver needs to come back and do something to do with Star Wars as well, you know, because I don't know what's going on, but I saw that film on the plane recently, uh, 65. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't know what's going on. Shite. Yeah, absolute shite. We watched House of Gucci with him in it the other day because we're on the way back up from Gatvik, uh, which is what I say in Germany, we uh, listened to we listened to Business Wars, the Gucci versus Louis Vuitton one, and uh, so we downloaded the House of Gucci, you know, legally off Prime, which was really weird because it 
we, we watched it on Prime and it was like, leaving Prime in 120 minutes and the film was like 128 minutes and we're like, shit, what's going to happen at the end? Like, are we going to miss eight minutes? Um, it turns out it didn't happen like that. But he was in that, he was pretty good in that one. But in my opinion, he's like the, he's like the Hayden Christensen of the sequel trilogy. I mean, there's a couple of them. There's like, um, the, there's John Boyega, there's the, the girl that played, uh, Rose Tico, um, there's there's loads of people that like didn't get the due, but like he's the biggest character for me. That in a few years they're going to be like, we need to see more of him because people liked it and we forgot. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, he's like one of the mo- he's one of the best. He played one of the best characters right in the sequel trilogy, and was very good. But then yeah, like those other people you you, you mentioned. Just years from now, it's like, what did they do after that? They did some exactly. more things and some, oh, yeah. But yeah, that 65 dude, what a load, boring Shocking. as hell. Anyway, Adam Driver, come back, come back and do a bit of Star Wars. You'll always get a paycheck, wouldn't you, with Disney? All, all is forgiven. That's when the begging will start. How much you got? It'll cost them. It will cost them. Talking of Star Wars films, upcoming stuff. Remember that other film that's... Uh, <laughs> I just laugh every time I say that. Remember this other thing that they spoke about, this other film that's kind of in the works, this uh, Dawn of the Jedi movie. Dawn of the Jedi. Yeah, so James Mangold, he's the director of the recent Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, awful title. Uh, he's gone on to say that uh, he spoke to Kath over a probably a cappuccino Frap a macchino, uh, please, and two of those little cinnamon rolls, and whatever Kathy's having. Ah. Yeah, she um, she probably has a a green tea, I'm guessing, or a, a chai tea, or something like that. Yeah, Nothing chai tea, harsh. but she'll be yeah. one of those. Can I get um, an egg white omelette, some boots for my cat, a green tea, and can you moonwalk? Yeah, James is like probably not, or not on this floor anyway. But anyway, I'm here to talk about Star Wars. Anyway, he was working on other stuff before this whole Star Wars thing came to be. So he knew Kath, spoke to her, probably had a beer with her, whatever, chai tea. Anyway, goes back to her a little while later and says, look, got this idea for a Star Wars film. You'll probably green light it and say it's going to be out in a year. So let's just hold that for a second. But I want to go way back, way back to the beginning. So basically he said to Kath, that he, uh, he had this idea about going backwards really far back. And this is a quote from him. He says, I was surprised that it excited her and the other wonderful people she works with at Lucasfilm. You don't have to sell it, mate. For me, it's about, I want to be part of the saga, but I also don't want to be holding so much lore in the air that you can hardly tell a story. And what I really wanted to do, and what I told her was we can make a kind of Ten Commandments of the Force, sort of an origin story of how the Force came to be known, understood, wielded, and harnessed. Now, that's very cool to me, dude, because mm. he's absolutely right. Sometimes you feel like, at times, there are there's so much lore that's sitting on your shoulders when you're trying to make something to do with Star Wars that you feel the pressure so much that you sacrifice some really cool story ideas because the pressure of the lore and everything is just on your shoulders and you've got the fan expectation and they want things and they want Skywalkers and everything. So I kind of respect this dude for going the same way. Look, I don't want to do the whole, I don't want to do a, a Jedi film that's, you know, running from the empire. 
<clears throat> excuse me, or a smuggler film or anything like that. I want to go back and tell a new story <clears throat> about the origin of the Force, everything. So, a bit like The Acolytes that's coming up, which we're excited for. I'm kind of on board with this one, dude. It's kind of got a, a not-seen-yet High Republic, uh, yeah, High Republic kind of stuff feel to it. Would you be up for this? Well, I like James Mangold anyway. Um, I, obviously, Logan's Logan, but I like one of my favourite Mangold movies is Copland. It's a, it's a oh, great, 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 great movie. Like, Stallone is completely underrated in 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 that movie is like I mean, he's he's stallone but he's he's, he's not stallone it's, but it's what a great film that is he's fat um, he? yeah, yeah fat stallone hey you go running off you <laughs> hey, too many egg yolks um <laughs> so uh he's he's in that he's brilliant and so i like mangold <laughs> i like mangold overall um and i like the idea like you said the acolyte sounds mint and the um, I like the idea of the origins of the four stuff. I think you've got to watch the fan numpties because fan like I've been again. I've been on all the Facebook groups and all that sort of stuff this week. Complete bell ends ninety percent of Star Wars fans in those groups, and <laughs> you know they're the people that are most vocal. Like you know someone just says I like Andor, and they're like you are wrong, like, mm. and it's always some fat old white guy that's pissed off with himself. You know, so, and it's inevitable, but the problem is that they're the keyboard warriors that are just, that, you know, if Mangold does something like this, about, gosh, this is not my old Republic from Legends. Like, yeah, of course it's not. Because it's not, is it? Otherwise it'd be called that, wouldn't it? So I think the problem that, or the challenge that he's got is that, and, and, and I think Star Wars generally has got is, I love the idea of the orig origins of the Force, but you've just got to go somewhere that they've never been before. You know, that's in, in my opinion. If you're doing, if you're doing something that's not skywalkering, you're doing something that is not um, not semi rooted in something that happened in Legends. So, like the heir to the Empire stuff, right? It's going to get hammered, but also people will love it. That is inevitably what's going to happen. There'll be people that love it. There'll be people that hate it mm. because there'll be people like you and me that are like, right? When I watched Captain America: uh, Civil War. I loved it, but I also loved the comic book version, which is very, very different. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm going to see The Flash probably tomorrow, maybe Sunday. Um, I've read Flashpoint Paradox. I'm deep in DC lore. And I will probably enjoy The Flash movie, understanding mentally as a grown adult that there are similarities and there are differences. Star Wars fans seem to forget that. So I think this is the challenge that Mangold has got with this, is that he's going to have to go somewhere that has never really been before and do something pretty fresh and original. Because I think, he, like I said, I think you can get away with it when it's a little bit Skywalker. So it's like, if you know, assume Mara Jade was introduced now. Inevitably, people would kick off. That's not my Mara Jade, or there are certain elements of Mara Jade that I recognise, but there's a new take on it because circumstance dictates it. Um, and that's cool, but they just can't, I just can't, I just don't think they'll be able to do anything like that with the old, anything old Republicly or, or, or just because the fans are so protective and it's almost pointless. So you may as well do like a high Republic, introduce a shed ton of new characters and build your own saga up. Um, so I hope that's what they do. Um, we've said it before as well. And I, I, and it's cliche and we've probably got this wrong, but I'm, ex I'm expecting half expecting some sort of. Charles Xavier 
Eric Lencher Magneto friendship vibe. Oh, we could use this for power. Oh, yeah, but we could use this for good. Like, I just oh, hope yeah. they avoid... Like, it'll be mint, but also I just hope they do something more original than that. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, dude. And I think... Um, I also think they need to be a bit careful with how they... how they go about explaining the force as well, because it will obviously influence and you know everything will have to be spot on based on this film to do with the force because it's changed a little bit hasn't it since george lucas first did it he had this when the original trilogy came out it was more of a it was it was like borderline magic wasn't it it was this mystical thing and then over time they evolved it to be this more sort of scientific midichlorian kind of you know that kind of thing so it had a bit more of a sciencey vibe to it in the prequels rather than the the mystical magic stuff from the original trilogy so depends on which way they go with that with this film but whichever way they go every other project book comic film whatever that's using any sort of narrative around the force will have to adhere to this now so i think they do need to be a wee bit careful with locking themselves in with that stuff but that's a good point actually never thought of that yeah i suppose I suppose you could become the you could become the thing you tried to destroy. <laughs> you could know be a I mean? Harvey Dent situation. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. you could. That's um, that is quite interesting. That because you could contradict everything that's ever been. Yeah, never thought of that, dude. Yeah, to be a wee bit careful with that. But this guy seems like he's got his head screwed on, though. Yeah, we'll he see. does. Yeah, he does. He's man gold. Is that guy? He's <laughs> see what I did there. He's solid. I think the um, the, the the interesting thing will be like, how do you, you know, how do you do come up with the rules of it from a like you said without damaging what follows it but also what came before sort of thing you know from a, a, a timeline perspective but but then keep it interesting you know because yeah. it's yeah. the inter- be the interesting there's no point in just being like what's this force thing how come i can move things <laughs> you know that's shit and it's you know oh we'll not we'll not do bad with it ah no we are we're gonna do bad with it because we like power it's a, it just there's a real risk of this not being that interesting. It has to have a story, and it's it's. Um, I think with anything like that, where because the force then becomes the MacGuffin. It's not the. It's it, it, it if you're not careful, it just becomes the thing that you're trying to find because you've heard about it. Um, I just yeah, I mean this is why they're more talented than we are. But you just there's I feel there's a risk of it not being that exciting, and we've seen. I think we've seen it with Star Wars before a couple of times where. Um, you know, like we talked about a minute ago, anything that's not Skywalker is sort of less interesting to the to the people that know Star Wars. Like, I, again, I always use my mum as the example. We do this all the time. But if you put Luke Skywalker on a poster and the word Star Wars and a lightsaber, it's going to get more attention from my mum, who's a casual moviegoer, than if you just put a lightsaber and the word Star Wars instead of putting Luke on there as well. Because she recognises it. If you take the lightsaber off and you put Star Wars on, again, is it less recognisable to my mum? If you put Rogue One, a Star Wars story, again, is the education needed to tell my mum, oh, this is a Star Wars film, you know, it's before the first one, you know, the Princess Leia thing, yeah, well, it's just before that. So I, I, I always think there's that challenge when everyone's grown up so much with what they see Star Wars to be visually. The people that aren't nerds like us, you know, the the... How do you teach them that they might like these movies as well? So I think that's another challenge that we... I think we saw that with Solo 
you know, there's a few other issues with that that we, we know about, you know, moving the release date and putting it in May, which is weird because they're now doing a new film in the middle of the year, um, in 26. So it's, I just think there's that education challenge as well to the casual moviegoer, especially when they're bringing shit out on Disney Plus really quickly. You know, you've got, th- we've got a lot of Star Wars stuff coming up. What I'd hate to see is like the Star Wars verse become like the phase four of Marvel where it's like, oh my God, another one, you know, can I be yeah. bothered with this? So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Reading something earlier about some phase six stuff to do with Marvel thinking, I don't need, I'm so out of touch with the Marvel, like cinematic stuff with the phases and stuff. It's becoming a little bit like that. There's a big screenshot on this blog article of Hulk and no mention of Hulk in the article. It was just, I don't know. It's crazy. But yeah, it's almost like spin-off territory as well. It's almost like that. You know, when you have a spin-off and then somebody watches it and you're like, oh, is that to do with that thing over here? It's like, yeah, but you need to watch that first and then come and do this. And, and a lot of the ones that are, uh, sorry to interrupt me, a lot of the ones that are, are done quite interestingly. So the, the, the M. Night Shyamalan one that had James, what's his name, McAvoy in it. Um, not not Glass, was it Glass? I can't remember. Unbreakable, the one, was it? So the one that was after Unbreakable, but oh, no one, yeah. everyone yeah. just thought it was a, a James McAvoy Shyamalan film. And mm. it, ju- it, it was like just, he was a bad guy with multiple personalities, Split, that's what it was oh, called. that's it, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Mint film. And it just turned out at the end that it was in the same universe and Bruce Willis was at the end and it was, he was going to be the villain in this, you know, it was, I think when you do a spin-off and you do it like that, it's really cool because you're like, oh shit, that's a spin-off. I didn't need to watch that. But this is really cool for the nerds like mm. us. Um, mm. And it's, you're right, like when it, anything that's got like the Disney or the Marvel or the Star Wars tag, because more time's passed since, like if you use Marvel as the example, when, say, Winter Soldier came out, I was like, do I need to watch this other stuff? You don't need to, but you, it would be better if you did. All right, there's only five movies, so let's just do that. That's cool. There's only five. Now, right, don't need to watch Guardians 2 to enjoy Guardians 3. Yeah, and probably Endgame, maybe Infinity War, and probably these other 10 things. And it's just, so it sort of feels like a burden that I can't be bothered with. And I'll just, I'll just jump onto Disney Plus and start something fresh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's such an interesting problem. And I think Star Wars, just because of the number of TV shows as well, it's brilliant for us. Like the embarrassment of riches of nerd culture is amazing for us. But for the casual fan, I don't know, does it just become more burdensome? And do they just start to look at movies um, that become a little bit more standalone? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting subject. And I think, um, yeah, there's always this butting of heads as well. Like you have people like us and, and other nerds that really want all that stuff. And then when they don't get it, when they get something that comes out and there's only a very slight little fan servicey Easter egg because they don't want to alienate the casual viewer, then the nerds kick off. <laughs> but the casual viewer's like, was oh, it great for me? Very cool. The, you know, the fact that that alien in the corner was in the cantina in A New Hope, I don't care. But the exactly. nerds are like, oh, we needed that character, though, to have a speaking line because it links to this and then that book and then that game. It's like, whatever. So, yeah, Such it's a challenge, an interesting. It? Yeah, it's a massive challenge. Interesting subject. But 
Yes. Uh, before we crack on with the rest of the episode, uh, just want to let you know, our Sparkle Rebellion listener, that you can find us over on the socials, by the way. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and forward slash Instagram. We post little Star Wars tidbits throughout the week, so come and get involved and chat Star Warsy things over there. And if you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that on our new support page over at sparkofrebellion.com forward slash support. You can jump on and uh, kick off on a membership plans. We have the $3 uh, set plan, which you can jump on the same way that you could do over on our Patreon. Um, and to our Patreon uh, current subscribers, we still have you guys, still have your continued support, and we'll be in touch at some point um, as to how you can um, continue supporting Spark Rebellion um, over on our support page or, sp- or on Patreon. We'll let you guys know. Just keep an eye on the uh, on the socials or we'll contact you directly and uh, and we'll get that sorted out. You can also do one-off tips now. So if you don't want to commit, you don't want to do the old rebel scum or the imperial loyalist, you can give a one-off tip. It's all good. If you don't want to, that's totally fine as well. No pressure there whatsoever. Everything that we um that we we have through the memberships and whatnot goes back into the podcast. So we continue to give you Star Wars content each and every week. And again, thank you very much to our current supporters. You guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Right, the next episode is actually more um, film stuff. So we're going to roll down the film road a little bit more. So Dave Filoni's new film, um, which is going to be this, uh, as we know, this whole um, multiversy thing. Um, There's been some news land from now i'm not sure about this so the website is giantfreakingrobot.com and they say that our trusted and proven source now take that as you will sometimes that works out lovely sometimes their trusted and proven source is all good sometimes it's embarrassingly inaccurate so just take it as you will but dave filoni is bringing back alden ehrenreich I never know how to say that. Alden Ehrenreich uh, is going to return as Solo in his upcoming film. And also, uh, he's going to bring back Leia Organa. But uh, recast, obviously. They're not going to go down the whole, let's try and do the CG character, like they did with Tarkin in Rogue One and, and some other bits and pieces. They're not doing that. They're going to recast Leia Organa uh, in his upcoming film. So... Uh, on face value, those are the two huge pieces of news for various reasons. We won't go into all of them. The main one, obviously, for um, for Alden Ironreich is that it's always been a very um, diverse subject, the, the solo film, and there's been a little pocket of fandom that absolutely loved that film, and they've been crying out for a, for a sequel, like a Solo 2 film for ages, and they think he's very good. The other part of fandom's just like, me, 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 and yeah, not too fussed. Um, so that's interesting. And then the the bigger one really is the fact that Leia Organa is going to be recast. So because Carrie Fisher obviously has got such a, I don't know, uh, those two are almost like um, art imitating life and vice versa with those two characters and, and people. So it will be very, like the, the reaction to that is is very divisive as well. So I'm not sure how to take this dude because it's not a, it's not a confirmed thing or anything, but I don't know. I think this will turn everything on its head and we bit controversial. What do you reckon? Um, yeah. So if we, if we put aside the fact that the source may or may not be credible and this may or may not be news, um, if we just assume that it is true, I, 
yeah, I, yeah, I applaud this idea and notion of it. I think, although the timeline of the Mandoverse is difficult to understand because Favreau doesn't seem to be able to clarify it either. You know, it's like two years passed in this season and then two years it, Grogu did this with Luke and the... Um, the, 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 the time between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens is ripe. It is. We've seen Luke, and I, I don't think it would be any surprise to see Han and Leia. Um, assume, like, if we just pick right in the middle, right? Assume that this is 10 years after Return of the Jedi, which is where I think it will land. Maybe a little bit less, maybe... F I can't see it in five years. If they're going like pure Heir of the Empire stuff, it would be six years, five or six years after Return of the Jedi. I think that time span has elapsed already. Just if you... Did, it, did Mando start three years after Return of the Jedi? Then there's been three or four years past. So maybe it's about right. Um, you know, you're going to get a layer that is almost 30 and a hand that's almost 40. So this could work quite well. You know, there's a lot of stories still to be told with all those trilogy characters based on the new Jedi Order movie, based on Anakin and Luke's potential Force Ghost return. They're not done with the Skywalkers. If Thrawn was to become, you know, a threat in the galaxy, I don't see any way that they cannot do this because they're not going to be like, you know, it's Grand Admiral that's taking over everything, yeah? Don't tell the government. We'll sort it. That's not going to happen. No. So it just, it almost has to happen. And if you've got Leia at that point, you've got Han at that point. It, you just can't get around it. I would love to see Alden Aaron Reich, I apologize for butchering that, um, see him return. I think he did, on reflection, did a very good job of, of what he had. Harrison Ford clearly can't do it. And it's just, a, it's a shame to see a beloved character recast but he's a beloved character, you know, and I think if you look at the next generation of Star Wars, it is going to happen. You know, Luke at some point will be recast. Which brings me to two other things. If a big blue mofo turns up with a shit ton of Star Destroyers, going to kill some people and try and destroy the new government, you send your best Jedi in. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it leaves us with a Luke challenge. And yeah. it also then puts them square in the in the Force Awakens territory. He, Luke turns up, he takes over. Of course he does. But then he's the hardest mofo that's there. Of course you want him to turn up. And so it's the Superman problem. Um, so that that's a challenging one. And then the the last point that I'll that I'll think from a, a story perspective is what's interesting with this is that because, if, let's assume that Han and Leia do come back, they're recast, we can't avoid it. Let's just hope they honour the legacy of, of Carrie Fisher. I'm sure they will. Um, do we get a six-year-old Ben Solo? Which again, could be really quite interesting. You know, is this where the tendrils of the dark side and the Empire start to, you know, we've seen it in the comics and so on. So there's opportunity. And the, the saving grace with all of this is the one thing that gives me a little bit of faith in this logic is that if you want anyone to handle this, it's Dave Filoni. Yes. Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing as you were, as you were about to say that I was going to say, thank God that Dave Filoni is handling this one because I think if you were a newcomer 
a new director, a new writer, whatever, you've got your work cut out to try and piece all this together in a coherent way that you're not just bombarding the, the viewer with every little bit of like this timeline is so ripe for some really cool storytelling, which is probably why Filoni's leaning into it a lot because it plays into his strengths about bringing some of the animated stuff to live action and now as a film and whatnot. So it's, it's all good, but yeah, crikey it's um, I don't think many other people could confidently go into it head first. I'd like either. And so that's all good. And yeah, personally, I don't mind this news. I, I know a lot of fandom, like you said, the Facebook groups and all that stuff, they'll be, you know, losing sleep over it. But I think the solo, the, the cast in solo wasn't, terrible it wasn't a you know they weren't it wasn't a badly cast film i think um iron reich is a is, is a cool is a cool dude he's a good actor so i think it was just more the writing and we, we've been down this road before with solo but it was more the um you know did they need to do it in the first place versus the writing wasn't great versus you know just some other things so yeah and like you said it's inevitable that at some point they're gonna have to recast there's no way there's no way around it. So anyway, we're not going to dwell too much on this because it's not confirmed. This is just one of those. Yeah, we've, we've heard this from a quote unquote source. It might happen. It might not. Who knows? But we'll keep you updated as always with all that stuff. Another quick one on the old um, uh, live action releases. Ahsoka, this was released a couple of weeks ago, but Ahsoka has got the, uh, the broadcast date confirmed, which is very good. Always good to see Disney putting a date on things. <laughs> so that's cool so anyway ahsoka will premiere will premiere on wednesday august the 23rd so mark your calendars for that one that's going to be cool little midweek action so like, oh, what should we do the weekend oh, i can't go anywhere because ahsoka's on so you don't have to worry about that anymore so ahsoka's on uh wednesday night midweek disney 9.5 weeks sorry 9.5 weeks 9.5 okay mm. very accurate yeah so there was a new trailer that dropped, a teaser that um, accompanied this bit of news as well. And uh, it's all shaping up to be rather good. We actually saw Thrawn, didn't we? And uh, mm-hmm. all the back of him, albeit. But um, yeah, it's just shaping up to be a, a really interesting one, dude. I mean, Ahsoka's just kind of, it feels like she's quietly taken over um, and taken the front seat a lot with uh, with the, the law around this um, this time period and so on and uh yeah just sort of front and center with things in terms of jedi lightsabery we we wheel stuff which is good and um yeah it'd be interesting to see how they again how feloni brings in some little threads here and tries to tie some of this stuff up and make it a cool story so yeah uh, i assume you're still looking forward to ahsoka yeah man it's, it's shaping up to be a live action rebels isn't it let's be honest um which is not a bad thing at all it's um when you look at some of the photos, the, the way that the pitch Sabine Wren in particular is probably the biggest telltale. She's got short hair and, and or long hair. Um, it, so she's she, in, in a couple of the shots, she looks very much like she does at the end of Rebels. Um, so I, I'd be I'd be surprised if we don't see what Ahsoka was doing during the events of the original trilogy. Because you know Filoni is going to be like, it's like when they did the whole Jack Bauer thing in season four. It was like, Jack Bauer never has a shit, never sleeps, he never eats. And then on the first day of season four, it's like, all right, Jack gets up out of bed, gets his breakfast, nips to the loo. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and it's almost, you can almost see Filoni is like, right, everyone said this, where was she? Let's handle that. So I I, I would imagine that that's going to be the case. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I think it'd be interesting. Like you say, Ahsoka, um, 
she's got a part to play somewhere in this and you just you almost know for a fact they're gonna end up in the unknown regions and that's why she wasn't in the original trilogy you know something like that yeah, yeah. you know let's just get her out and and and, and she's she's handling this because you know thrawn being exiled and doing what he does in the in the, the legends canon ends up at the same place as existing canon he's in the unknown regions doing something during the originals so yeah i'm fascinated by it mate. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how they handle it and in particular the level because almost the entire show's fan service so it's like how how do they handle all that you know so yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited for it dude yeah same z's yeah it's gonna be good okay let's finish up with some gaming news so this one has been uh kind of bubbling around i guess um the game entry for a, for a year or so so we had this announcement from uh so a bit of backstory so when Lucasfilm and their exclusivity agreements with EA came to an end. They started to make some early announcements about some upcoming games with other studios and other publishers. And one of the first ones that was announced was this open world Star Wars game, which is coming from Ubisoft from the studio Massive Entertainment. Massive Entertainment. Big Massive. old big old place, yeah. Big up big up the old uh, <laughs> Ubisoft Massive, yeah. <laughs> And um, so, and that was it. That's all we got. We just said, they just said, so it's going to be this open world game. And the, uh, it was just the logo of the studios, nothing more. So they've been very cool actually at stopping any leaks that come out. Cause normally inevitably there's a leak of some sort and then they have to rush out an announcement or release and whatever, but they've been fairly cool with this. And this week uh, it was the Ubisoft forward event, which is kind of a thing that's because E3 was canceled the big studios are doing their own thing, like PlayStation did a, an event, Microsoft did one for Xbox, and some other ones. So Ubisoft um, announced some really cool stuff, actually, some Assassin's Creed bits and bobs, but everyone was there pretty much for the Star Wars announcement. It turns out the open world game is called Star Wars Outlaws, and we got a really cool teaser trailer, and then the next day we got some gameplay, which is kind of unheard of. Normally game studios will announce a CG-based uh, teaser trailer, and then a year later you'll get some gameplay and whatnot. But no, they, they've got all their gameplay sorted out. It feels to me like they've been working on this game a lot longer than when the initial announcement came out that they were working together with Lucasfilm. Because it's the game looks pretty much in a kind of finished state. It, it looks like it's ready to, to rock and roll. But it's another, it's another year, basically. It's going to come out 2024, but we just don't know the exact date. So it's probably going to be summer... Um, or September-ish kind of release date, I would say. So this takes place between The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and the main character is centred around this um, uh, kind of female version of Han Solo. Uh, that's a very oversimplification. Uh, her name's Kay, and she knocks around with this little cute little thing called Nyx. It's like a little cat slash poodle slash fish thing. And... Um, yeah, we got the gameplay, and it's it's very much open world in its purest form. So uh, we start off. She's um, she's taken this um, uh, valuable stone thing, and she's escaping this um, uh, this pike underworld. Um, 
area it looks like it looks like the pikes are running this and there's a little bit of a shootout and then she jumps on a speeder bike she whizzes through and um this is on the, the planet of tashara apparently so she whizzes through takes out another few people ends up at this cantina style drinking hole where she's um it's a bit like you know um the bad batch where the the guys are doing jobs basically um it's a bit like that um and she meets up with this very cool droid nd5 and there's an imperial officer there and she's in cahoots with this kind of underworld gangster style um Mon Calamari character uh, that all goes south and then she jumps on the ship and there's this really cool what makes this very cool open world is this this seamless transition between jumping in the ship on the planet going up into space having a space battle then jumping into hyperspace going to this other part of the galaxy landing on this planet and and off you go so it does feel very open world and the the, the storyline is pretty much like I said a bit of an oversimplification it's a smuggler um uh, slash kind of um, scoundrelly um, kind of uh, Star Wars 13, 13 kind of vibe to it. Um, but it does look very, very cool. I, I, it, it looks like you can spend... This is one of those no-lifer games to me. It like Because Jedi Survivor does feel kind of open world, but this is like another another level. Graphically, all very nice, all very good. We'll see how that pans out storyline we'll see how that goes but yeah another another project dude set in that timeline of the original trilogy between films between that stuff in the saga what say thee yeah i like the look of it man i think you're absolutely right on on all of all of that the assumption that they've been working on it a little bit longer is i don't think far off because it looks exceptionally polished like the cg release trailer looked very good the gameplay looked really good um I didn't see many. I'm I'm not too much of a you know. I don't get do go down the gaming news sort of rabbit hole as much as you do. But the I've not seen any anyone berating the quality, the graphics like you sometimes get in these early release gameplay trailers. Um, I'm hoping it really lives up to the next gen standards from a you know from a a, 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 a performance perspective. I'm I'm sure it will do. I hope it does. Uh, the story is hopefully a, a nice standalone one. I like where it's set. I think the idea of that is is very interesting. Um, we don't see much in that year between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And in particular, I like how this will probably give us a state of the galaxy at that point, whilst also threading its own story. Um, you know, if, if you look at the games like sort of the Starfield game that's coming out, you know, really high concept, big space-faring um high high graphic content when it comes to like the ships and the quality of those ships i'm hoping this delivers a little bit of that to the star wars universe as well so overall mate yeah i'm I, i'm it sounds weird this but I'm, I'm more likely to play this one sooner than i would clamor over to get jedi survivor just because i think the concept you know of like a gta in space in star wars is probably more interesting than a campaign like i'll get to the campaign on jedi survivor and i know i love it that'll be cool but this one it's one of those where you can chip away at it i would imagine and you, you know if it's anything like spidey or the miles morales game or um zelda like breath of the wild which i've been getting into and, and going through um if it's anything like even like i said gta you just turn it on for 10 minutes and choose how you want to play it which is those games have got a place, you know? So, yeah, I'm interested in this, dude. I think it'd be good. Yeah, same Z's. It's got that, yeah, you nailed it, that kind of GTA in space. If it's that kind of vibe, then this will be, it. yeah, this will be amazing. And um, uh, to your point on 
let's hope it lives up to next gen sat it should do it should do because it's only releasing on ps5 and the series x and s consoles and pc so they're not going to support the older ps4s and xbox ones all that stuff so it should fingers crossed um uh, be fairly cool performance wise um because it looks pretty polished and everything i'm hoping that the next year is spent just optimizing all that performance stuff and and polishing further and that stuff and and all that jazz so yeah it does look very very cool um i'm not sure i'm not sure just yet on the main character i think we just need to see a little bit more or maybe we don't maybe we don't need to see any more trailers or whatnot maybe we just dive into the game and and get to to know all that stuff who knows but um we'll see on that stuff but yeah that's the uh, that's all the big re- I'm just surprised it was a big content reveal just, just because this was only announced a year ago normally games are like at least four or five years in dev these days so yeah it's a nice treat for Star Wars gaming fans and I think we will close off there bud for episode 189 Thank you, thank you so much, Spark of Rebellion listener, for coming back after our short break and getting back into the swing of things for regular Star Wars news here on Spark Rebellion. It's been awesome uh, to get into your luggles for another week. We'll be back next week for episode 190 for all the Star Wars news as it comes. And dude, it's been good to catch up and talk Star Wars once again. Yeah, man. No, it's good to be back. And uh, yeah, some interesting stuff on the movies. So, yeah, good to get back into it with that that kind of uh, chit-chat because I, st- I still think, obviously, inevitably, they're the most interesting thing right now in Star Wars. So, yeah, good to be back, dude, and uh, see everyone next week. Indeed, yes. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, take care of yourselves and may the Force be with you always. <laughs>